Hello, how are you family? So glad that we have this opportunity again this week. Oh my goodness, I know that that is almost like a broken record because I say it every week. But it is a blessing to be with you tonight. Oh, I tell you. Let me just start out by singing this song. Um, it's just been in my spirit. And, and you probably heard this song sang by many people, and, uh, and they, are, they sing it beautifully, and it was made by Mark Lowry. And I just want to just sing a little bit of it. Just one little stanza. Oh, oh, Mary. That your baby boy would one day walk on water. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you this child that you delivered would soon deliver you. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day rule the nations? Mary, did you know? Oh, oh. Did you have a clue that he would die for you? Did you know? Oh, oh, the lame will walk, the deaf will speak, the dead will live again. And I just messed up the voice. The lame will leap, the dumb will speak, the praises of the Why would I want to sing just a little bit? And I know that I messed up all the verses. Because sometimes we have promises, we have gifts inside of us that we don't even know that's there. And speaking of that, that's our title tonight. How, how can you be if you don't believe that you are? What are we talking about? We're talking about being leaders. And I'm going to uh, be coming from uh, several different Scriptures tonight, you know, if you're just joining us, you know that we talk about everyday subjects, but we come from a Christian perspective. What is a leader? A leader is a firm believer who believes that improving quality of life is within his or her own will. A leader focuses more on the person than on the product, more on motivation than on technique, more on attitude than on altitude. A leader sees the solution before the problem and always turns difficulty into challenge. 
A literary is a humble servant who serves mankind with great compassion. A leader builds his or her strength by conquering themselves, him or herself. A leader does not let what he cannot do interfere with what he can do. A leader cares more about others than about herself or himself. A leader defeats the enemy through forgiveness. A leader praises rather than complains. A leader rises every time after a fall. A leader demonstrates by action, actions not by words. A leader converts excuses to fail into reasons to succeed. A leader rejoices in the success of others. A leader reinvents dividends for greater rewards. And that's not just in money, as we know, but also that takes a little bit of something. A leader will be able to work that thing out, a little bit of something to make something great. A leader repeats the basics after he or she reached the top. In other words, you hear all the time, you don't reinvent the wheel. Whatever uh, caused you to get to where you are, whatever basics that took you to that altitude, you repeat that process when you are a leader. You, you don't try to reinvent the wheel. A leader sets his goal above or her goal above normal standards and exceeds it. So we're talking about how can you be if you don't believe that you are. What is an original? You have to know that you are an original. We hear that all the time. I'm an original. There's nobody else like me. What is an original? You, you hear many different uh, adjectives for it. Novel or new, unique, different. Initial, first, inventive, ingenuity, primeval, leading, choice, finest, creative, visual, live, strategic, imaginative, beginning, startup, inaugurate, commence, set up, open, undertake, speciality, peculiarity, distinction, singularity, uniformity, Individuality, unique, unusualness, strangeness, unconventionality, forethought, foresight. You can say that it's a model, a prototype, prototype, pattern, example, design, forerunner, tra trailblazer, example, pathfinder, teacher. Oh, so many. Preparatory, provisional, under revision, forthcoming, planned, in the works, under construction, under Consideration, all systems go, all set in readiness, in reserve, skill, battle, raided, in war, paint, armed to the teeth, sword in hand, rough and ready, on alert, vigilant. Take the first step, set to work, make a beginning, break the ice, get the service on the road, get the service off the ground, lead off, lead the way, start from scratch, Take the initiative, open the door to from the ground up. I am an original. We're talking about being a leader. Sometimes we know that that's in us, but the timing is off. We realize that timing is everything. But what makes us not be able to accept 
what God already says is. How do we know that he already said that it is? Isaiah 41, 49, 1 through 3 says, Coast and inlands, listen to me, distant peoples, pay attention. The Lord called me before I was born. He named me while I was in my mother's womb. He made my words like a sharp sword. He hid me in the shadow of his hand. He made me like a sharpened arrow. He hid me in his quiver. He said to me, you are my servant. He, so he already knew he made you to be his leader. He made you to, to uh, carry out duties like he would. And he wants you to even excel at it. One thing that... Uh, he doesn't want you to do first. He wants you to identify that that's who you are. But another thing he doesn't want you to do is be an imitator of anybody else. Don't want you to, you are an original. You don't imitate you. You don't say who I'm not. You don't try to be that. You not going to um, think about what I cannot afford to be. You don't have negating the spirit of the, imitating imposter to imitate is to copy the appearance mannerisms or speech of to follow another's lead slavishly an imposter is a person who deceives under an assumed identity makes false claims to skills or knowledge using deceitful display to hide his deficiency practices without being properly qualified one who perpetrates fraud we know that there are so many in the church doing that. So many leaders with big titles. So many uh, perpetrating. They know to get the sound just right. We talked about that before. They got to have this certain flow when they're speaking to you. To make it sound like uh, the spirit has gotten them. They've they practiced it. They've seen it so much. And they know how to, the inflection to get you uh, interested. But you're a leader. The best leaders of this, they are the most qualified of uh, followers. How? Because they don't follow blindly, but yet they don't follow arrogantly. What they do the entire time they're following, they're looking around to make sure that everybody is going to be taken care of. And they, but since they're behind the leader, they're going to be looking around to see if anything's going to come up from the back or come up from the side. They're able to uh, lead from the back. And, and some people are, are say that they are born followers and not realizing that they are born leaders. And you have some need to be following, but they always trying to lead. When you are... When you're a leader, you got to find out why is it so difficult... For me to just be myself. One we just talked about. You got to identify that you are. Who he said you are. Two. You don't want to even engage. In the idea of imitating. And it's, it, it can be. Uh, uh, very. Flattering. To someone else. But it's not. Uh, beneficial. Because you were made to be you. And they were made to be themselves. And even when you are learning from someone, you learn what they're giving you, but you learn to flow with you. How he made you. 
How do you get beyond yourself? Some say, I, I have labored in vain. I did all this for nothing. I worked all these years on this job and look where it's gotten me. I've been in this relationship so long, but where has it gotten me? I've just labored in vain. I spent my strength for nothing. <laughs> it didn't produce anything. Yes, my cause is with the Lord and my reward is with my God. But And they keep saying that, but yet and they're still in their spirit like, oh, really, this is just a waste of time. Lord, I don't even know why you even call me to do this if it's not going to produce anything. What does the Lord say to you? He says that I now, the Lord says, who formed me in the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him and that Israel might be gathered to him. Take Israel out and put your name in there. And then he goes on to say, For I am honored in the sight of the Lord, and my God has become my strength. I would give you as a light to the nations that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. Going back to again, Isaiah 49. Let's, let's read it this way. When I get to, he named me, put your name in there. Coast and islands, listen to me. Distant peoples, pay attention. The Lord called me, whatever your name is, before I was born. He named me, whatever your name is. Mine is Samantha. While I was in my mother's womb. He made my words like a sharp sword. He hid me in the shadow of his hand. He made me Samantha Vanty. Like a sharpened arrow. He hid me in his quiver. He said to me, Samantha Vanty, you are my servant. Say that to yourself. Write that down. Start looking at it that way. He wasn't just talking to Isaiah, even though Isaiah was prophesying about the Messiah. But the Messiah said that we are in him and he is in, he's in us. So when you start looking at that from that perspective, that the Lord came down to reveal that you are he and he is in you, things start looking differently. Uh, really? Ah, uh, wait a minute. He called me to be. He called me to uh, speak to the nations. He called me to love like he does. And he proved that too. In Isaiah 61, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Put your name there. Because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Yes, this was prophesied about the Lord. But you are in him. And this is he said, greater works are you going to do? He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and freedom to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of the Lord. The day of God's vengeance to comfort all who mourn, to provide those who mourn in Zion, to give them a crown of beauty, beauty instead of ashes, festive oil instead of mourning, and splendid clothes instead of despair. And they will be called righteous trees planted by the Lord to glorify him. So in other words, he told you to be an anointing oil for someone else. What are some other things that cause us 
to not know that we are an original. Talking about an original, you know that this is not by accident. Not by incident or happenstance, but by the plan, purpose, providence, order, and design of God that you are called. You were fashioned after him. You were created to uh, heal some broken hearts. But what are some things that keep us from realizing our, our value? Let's go to First Peter. Let's go to First Timothy first. First Timothy one eleven. Starting at eleven. I give thanks to Christ Jesus our Lord who has strengthened me because he considered me faithful, appointing me to the ministry. Even though I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an arrogant man. But I received mercy because I acted out of ignorance in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord overflowed along with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Another one, he's going to just reinforce that. First Peter 5 and 10. To God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will strengthen will himself restore, establish, strengthen, and support you after you have suffered a little while. To him be dominion forever. Amen. So what is keeping you totally from being who God called you to be? You are forced to be reckoned with. You are a leader formed and fashioned according to his design. Whatever uh, 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 venue he have you to go in, whatever direction, whether you are a corporate leader, whether you are a leader even in your business, if you are a leader on a crew, whatever he called you to lead, somebody is needing your instruction. Someone is needing your guidance. We already talked about what makes you a leader. That you got to be a firm believer and who believes that improving quality of life is within your own will. That makes you a leader. You already, when you're a leader, you already see somebody else. You are always going to put somebody before you. But what's keeping you from doing that? Rejection. Dealing with rejection. A person who has a problem with aggressive behavior and loses their temper but can be traced back to rejection in one form or another in their childhood or growing up. And this is one of my friends, uh, one of uh, also a psychologist has this in there. And their book, it was taken from their book, Ev Evicting Demonic Intruders. They also Christian counselors too. So here we are. And, he said, and they were saying, refer to uh, the root tree. And Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 30, 19 says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that you, both you and your descendants may live. It can, could be said, life begins at a very early age. When a child was conceived, or if the child was conceived out of wedlock, that child could feel rejected or not wanted. God, though, was 
the one who allowed them to be born. So they are not a mistake. They are a miracle from God, as is every child that is born. See, sometimes uh, we, we find that those have find those of us because I, I if you've heard anything heard from me at all, you know that my parents conceived me prior to their marriage, but very shortly before. I was conceived uh, in November, and I was born July of the next year. But they had married that January, and I was. Uh, I had listened to my father saying, and see, if you don't hear the whole story of things, you can get some feelings that the Lord didn't mean for you to have. And he explained himself, though. So that gave me the security that he meant to be in my life. He always wanted a family. And um, but I had heard once that he said that he married my mother because of me. He wasn't going to allow anybody else to raise his child. Now, if you just took that for the only reason why you're with my mother is because you got her pregnant, then you would think you have no value. You, you forced him into something that he didn't want to be in, but that's not true. Uh, they had been dating uh, for years. As a matter of fact, over three years at that time. So, if I were allowed, if the enemy had given me that opportunity to think, well, you just don't have that much value, then I would have thought, that there was nothing uh, significant that I could be uh, bringing to my family or to my life. I don't have much value because I was a mistake. I was never taught that, never was treated that way. But there are some people who have felt that. Even in the womb, a child can fall prey to rejection. A mother can speak things and say things while the child is in the mother's womb that can leave a child scarred. Even though that child has not been born, that child is a human life and can hear those things. The, pe the person can forgive their parents of the spirit of unwantedness and be delivered from these feelings. Matthew 15, 10 and 11 when he called the multitude to himself, he said to them, hear and understand. And 11 says, not what goes into the mouth defiles a man, but what comes out of the mouth, this defiles the man. So that tells you that's already in you. When we do things and we say negative things, when we, we feel negative about ourselves, we're not good enough. It came from somewhere. It came from somewhere. We feeling like we are uh, not wanted, we not valued. It came from somewhere. And even if you are a child and you never heard it, you thought you didn't. Someone said it somewhere, and it caused you to always feel that everyone is going to reject you if you don't perform, if you're not perfect. The manner of birth. A person can feel like they were not wanted when their birth was a very rough, tough one that was drawn out or born by Caesarean section. What can be said to that person is that God allowed them to be born 
and it was from God that they are here on earth. Number four, a baby not being bonded to a mother can cause feelings of rejection. When a new baby, newborn baby arrives, it is very important to make them feel wanted through cuddling, stroking, being held, and just loved on. Nursing is very imp- a, is very important thing to do with a newborn for two reasons. The baby is usually healthier and it is a good bonding tool and the baby can bond with their mothers. Number five, being an adopted child can cause feelings of rejection. A child that is adopted can feel that their parents didn't want them and have no real parents. This is a spirit of abandonment that is often present in these children. Number six, it could be hereditary rejection. You know, uh, in the, the church world, we, we, we know that there are uh, spirits that travel from one family to another. They have to be delivered. These what we call principalities that follow certain families. Like the, the, the history, you hear doctors say, well, did your mother have high blood pressure? Did your father have high blood pressure? Or did someone in your family have uh, cancer? Did someone have this or that? Those are principalities that want to linger with families. But it can be stopped with you. It doesn't have to stay with you. Those who have the spirit of rejection will usually reject those around them. This is what they grew up with. So that's all they know. Number seven, factors in the family home. What occurs in the home can affect how a person is when they get older. Things that cause a feeling of rejection and curse that person. One, an absentee father or mother. A home that does not have that family feeling or competition with siblings, verbal abuse, sexual abuse, emotional abuse. Uh, such as discipline a child when they didn't even do anything wrong. Constant criticism, control, alcoholism, shame of, shaming of a family member. Constant fighting, disinterest of a child's activity, incest, unjust discipline, left alone because a parent works or social activities. The person or persons who have caused these problems and created these things need to be forgiven. You have to forgive from your heart when you have suffered these things because it will build up such a force in you that will cause you to always feel like you have to defend yourself. Always. And you might not even realize it. You start sabotaging your own destiny because you have no clue that this is what's happening to you. There's a fear that if I voice my opinion, if I show you what I'm really feeling, that you're going to reject me until the point that you cause them to have to pull back because you don't know because you don't know how they're going to respond they can't respond because you're not allowing them to so these are things that's keeping us from flowing in our callings and in our leadership 
Number eight, problems caused by teachers or schoolmates. A child being accused of something they did not do and no amount of denying convinces, convinces the teacher or parent that they did not do it. The student is always wanting acceptance from their peers and their teachers or parents. And when they are just teased or ridiculed, this can cause harm for them for life. But see, we know the power of the living God can destroy all of this. See, what I'm giving you is psychological uh, terminologies. Well, not so much of terminologies, but ideologies. But the true and the living God can tear down all of these things. You don't have to be scarred for life of any of these things. Number nine, self-rejection caused by one's own attitudes. Society puts so much emphasis on what a person looks like. A person can be so discontent with their looks or even gender, leading a person to say things that condemn themselves or curse themselves. What can we say? What we say can condemn or can lift somebody or ourselves up. Number 10, cause later in life, divorce, death of a spouse or unfaithfulness by a spouse, not being able to forgive or live with the event that occurred and allowing it to just continually manifest itself will cause this to happen, will cause you to feel, to have uh the spirit of rejection. Fruit that is produced on the rejection tree. Aggressive reactions. Rebellion is the, no, the major one. It's the number one. If someone, somebody didn't want me, I'll show them. Self-rejection symptoms. Low self-esteem or self-image. Feelings of insecurity are just a few. They said that they didn't want me and they were right. I'm not worth anything at all. There are some people, we hear these things and we say, well, wait a minute. Um, no one can make me feel small or make me feel less than. But then when you start thinking about, you've gone through some things. And many times in your life, that has gone through your mind. That maybe they didn't. What was it about me that made them reject me? What was it? No, it had nothing to do with you. You got to understand that. You are worth as much as anybody else. You are as priceless as anybody else. You don't have to prove a point. The point was already proven the day that God created you. Don't worry about what society says is the beautiful, the epitome of beauty or the epitome of handsomeness. You are the way he wants you to be. And even if someone had done something that uh, caused uh, a defect, or what we call the defect, the Lord never will. He sees you perfect. Everything about you is beautiful Absolutely pristine, perfect. Then, if you have uh, dealing with rejection, you have self-centered symptoms, such as a person who is full of envy, strife, and arrogance, and so on. They will say, somebody didn't want me, 
I'll prove that I am somebody. You don't even, maybe you don't even know you're doing it. Maybe you don't even know you're feeling it. But every time something comes up, it goes back to that, that pain, that fear of rejection, that I was uh, 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 denied something. I was ridiculed. I was criticized. I was uh, 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 definitely pushed to the side. I was so ostracized by people that I would not have dreamt. And then you feel like you got to always prove something. You might not know it. But then you realize as you speak, as you uh, uh, start dealing with, as the wounds start getting uh, more infected, it starts happening. And you have to pray your way through it and be willing to see what others see in you. That you're a beautiful, wonderful, handsome Gorgeous creation of the Most High God. Work backwards to the entry point. The fruit will always lead to the root. Meaning that if you want, it feels like you always have to prove yourself. If you're finding yourself always needing validation for everything that you do. If you feel that if someone is coming against the way you see things and if they happen to come against it too many times, you feel rejected that they are not accepting you. Then you go back to what caused this in you. You got to maybe you need to pray it through. We all have had to do this. When praying for deliverance, there are three sub spirits that might pop up. We need to pray against those spirits when praying for deliverance. One, inherited rejection, meaning something that uh, you've had all your life. You didn't understand why you've always felt this way. Or perceived rejection. you thinking somebody's rejecting you, but they're not. This tells the person that there is rejection present when it really isn't present. Or number three, fear rejection. It takes our joy away totally away. We're not really completely satisfied. We're always trying to find something that'll fill that void to make us feel that we are wanted, to make us feel accepted. We try to put things in our life and in our path that will cause us to feel that uh, we are valued. But what you have to understand is people can't make you feel valued. Stuff can't make you feel valued. You have to already sense that. You have to embrace that. You have to uh, maybe not sense it because you can until you accept it. You cannot be anything that you don't believe that you are. As such as we talked about uh, last week, we talked about on another platform, more than likely it was on Facebook Live. We was talking about when we, uh, so many have gone through different uh, 12-step, 10-step programs, and they're being told to say their name and then say that I'm an alcoholic or I'm an addict. That's something I would never tell you because you're prophesying that on yourself. 
Yes, I might have been an addict. And yes, right now, I am probably an addict because I'm, I've gotten so used to my mind has even told me that what I'm putting in myself is something that I need, even though it's not. It's an illusion. But now you believe that it is and you've made it a habit. So you became an, became addicted to the uh, results. Doesn't mean that I'm going to be this way the rest of my life. So why would I want to speak that on someone that I am this way? If you keep saying that you are, you're going to soon believe that you are. When you hear others say, I'm a recovering addict. If you've been delivered for 20 plus years, how are you an addict? That was a testimony of a lifestyle that I had once engaged in, but I'm no longer that. When we uh, uh, feel some self-centered symptoms, a person who is full of envy, we talked about envy, strife, arrogance. They didn't want me, I'm going to prove that I'm somebody. We might not even know that we're doing this. We do this when we, we become uh, so convinced that everything we have to do has to have exclamation points on it. First, middle, and last. Because if we make one mistake, then we're going to be criticized. Because you once were criticized for things that you didn't even do. So it's still there. We have to get healed from those things. Only the Lord can do that for us. When praying for deliverance, there are three sub-spirits we talked about. Again, I have to stress those inherited, perceived, fear rejection. And we know that all of this, we already mentioned, will take your joy away. Now, happiness is something that doesn't linger. Uh, people say that money makes them happy or this person really makes me happy. And that might be true. But happiness doesn't last. Because as soon as they do something that upsets you, where is your happiness? But when you have joy, the truth of who you are, the truth that I can do and be what God says I'm going to be, with you or without you, and it's not negative, not trying to prove a point, because you love them too. you you wanting them to excel. you wanting them to expound. you wanting them to be blessed, just like you. you constantly seeing somebody else being blessed because you know what it feels like. But you're a leader. You're trying to lead them to a place where they have not gone before. And you can't get there until you have been healed. You can't take them anywhere you are not yet experienced. Receiving the love of God, people need to know that they have a father in heaven who is like no other father we have had on earth. He loves us unconditionally. We know that some parents make us feel that uh, we are not loving or lovable until we have accomplished some goals that they had set for us. Some parents won't even allow us to uh, choose our own career choices. Won't allow us to choose our, our friends. But sometimes really we need to listen to our parents because there is wisdom. When there is people that were going to take you down a path that is destructive, you need to listen. 
And then it's the other way around sometimes. There are some parents that like to live a life of destruction and the child has decided I'm not going to live that way. And the parents are trying to influence them to do things that are not healthy, not conducive to success. Then you have to not listen to that. That's a difficult place to be in, of course. God didn't make a mistake when he made you. God loved the world and he had you in mind when he made that statement. So much that he sent Jesus to die for you. He would have done it if you were the only one in the world. You got to know that. Ask the Holy Spirit to fill those places where those uh, demons of rejection reside and fill those voids that were left open. Now, I know that might sound strange to someone. Demons. Yes, it is. Anything that's not holy. We said that there's three entities in this world. There's one that's uh, uh, from the Lord, the Holy Spirit. There's got to be the presence of Satan and his demons. And your own choices, your own will to either embrace one or the other. Because we can't create, Satan definitely can't, he can only use us to create. We can create as far as uh, uh, speaking things in our life and start doing, acting upon those things. We can use our God gifting giftings and his creative gifts that he gave us to produce things like cars, trucks, you know, the different things that mankind can produce. But as far as authority, he gave us the authority to reproduce whatever is in us. We don't want to uh, uh, create a world of constant havoc. Why is there so much uh, Division in the world today. We know that it has to deal with one of few things. Money. Pride. Selfishness. Control. Rejection of the Lord uh, as the Lord. Rejection of his word and his will and his standards. So. When it comes down to you accepting that you are a leader, someone can tell you that all day long. You hear that all your life. There's something about you that, oh, child, you're going to be something great. Whatever you put your hands to, you're going to make it happen. And you can believe that. You can receive that part in your spirit and you know that it's true, but somewhere in your Emotions has been hurt so badly until your mind starts kicking in overdrive. Immediately, the enemy will try to get in there and he will when he sees that there's a void and try to sabotage your whole destiny by making you feel that Part of you is saying, I know that I can do it. And the other part of you is saying, well, really, what people are going to say if I don't? And that's when you find yourself at a turmoil. Always, always having to pray your way out of some things. Pray your way, Lord, will you fix this in me? Heal this in me. And if you're not, 
You need to start. Yes, we have to get there. We have to get to the point where we don't even trust ourselves unless we have uh, already had a conversation with the Lord. As a leader, you're going to be leading people to a destination that, yes, they intend to go, but sometimes where we need them to go at that moment. We have to allow people the opportunity to make their mistakes. Because we once know that we have made mistakes. But once we have been healed, we are not always having to feel our way around and always thinking that we have to protect ourselves because the Lord has built a protection around us and yet he will put people around us that will protect us. We don't have to always feel like we have to be judge and jury, the prosecutor and the defense attorney. We don't have to sabotage our own relationships because we are so fearful in our spirit that if I hold on to this, it might not be true. If I get my heart invested in it, they might not stay. And even if you have made some mistakes in your life that you feel like they won't forgive me of. When you start feeling these things, you really have to pray. Because you have a purpose. God created you for a purpose. Why are we here? We hear this all the time. Why are we even here? We were here to please the Lord. That's it. He wanted us so much, it gave him pleasure to create, it, create us. Why did he create us? In his image and in his likeness. He said, for his pleasure we are and were created. Why? Because he sent us to bring the good news that he loves us. He wants us to bring that good news to the oppressed. He wants us to bind up the brokenhearted. In other words, they're so hurting, we bring in um, healing all. We are rubbing in their wounds. We are binding them to just binding up those hurts. We are to proclaim the liberty to the captives and release the prisoners. Captives of what? Captives of this world system. Captives of, uh, of uh, hatred and uh, fear and doubt and rejection, those that have been slandered, those that have been criticized, the same things that we have gone through, being ostracized. When we find ourselves stepping outside of any and everything that you know that would be logical to get a result, to make us feel better, to make us feel that we belong, the enemy has stepped in. He's causing you now to step down from your place of being leader. And now you're being led by him. And he's never going to take you to a good place. He's never going to want you to feel strength. He's never going to want you to feel the joy that you can handle any situation. Maybe tears in your eyes, but you still have joy. Your joy is the strength that God gave you. The, the, the knowing that he's never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you, abandon you, turn his back on you. He's never going to throw you under the bus. If you don't know this for sure, 
You're going to even be questioning him. You're going to find yourself always interrogating, always investigating, always seeing if anybody's telling you the truth, always feeling that someone's lying to you. They just might. Because these things has been done to you. And the enemy is using that to sabotage your destiny. Because every time you step out into that place, he's backing you up five to ten steps back. It's never one. He's never going to take just you take you back to one step. He's going to take you back many steps. That's what he does. He's a liar. Don't allow him to do it to you. If you find yourself getting so upset because you feel that every time someone says something, they're about to uh, throw you around like uh, my mother said, a limp dish rag. <laughs> Pray for healing. Because we cannot lead where we have not yet gone. If we are doing these things, we are an imitator. We're imitating those that have done it. We're working off of the giftings, but yet we're not ready. We're not ready to um, even receive our own healing because we constantly, we won't even be able to nurture those that need our tending. We won't be able to give people praises because we don't feel that we got them. And when we do get them, they can't be authentic. Surely not. They, they have an agenda there. That will fall off. People will feel those things. And they won't feel secure in us. Oh, we have to uh, get to the point where you say, Lord, I don't see everything you see in me, but I trust you. I trust you that even if someone is not patting me on the back all the time, you are. You are here for me. Lord, I ask you to heal me from every hurt. I ask you, Lord, to strengthen me where I don't go back to the same old things and the enemy giving me fear. And I'm just cloaking it and, and, and just saying that I'm insecurity. I'm just making sure if we, it's just another form of fear. Lord, I need you to fix it where every ounce of residue is gone. I'll trust you in all things. And if by chance a situation comes up and another person is hurting like I was and they might say something that might hurt my feelings, but you have already protected me that I don't have to be arrogant. I don't have to feel that I'm a touch me not even though I say I'm not, but I am because as soon as it remotely seems like what it used to be, I'm going to be on the defensive. And then I become offensive. Oh, Lord, I need you to heal me. I need you to deliver me. I need you to even sanctify my memory. That I don't just see it as a tool to be used when it's time for me to uh, uh, get the upper hand on the enemy. Lord, I see myself as great, but really help me to see myself as great. Like the, the man in the word talking to Jesus. I believe but help my unbelief. Those areas where I'm not so sure in. A leader will fall many times. But every time he's found getting back up. Or she's found getting back up. 
Yes, you're going to be talked about. Yes, you're going to be criticized. Yes, you may even be ostracized by those you would never even believe. But you can't stay there. You can't be imprisoned in your mind by what has already happened. We can't even try to protect ourselves from it never happen again because that caused us to stop living and just merely existing. Life is going to have ups and downs. And yes, there are going to be a lot of valleys that we may go through. Yes, there may be some thorns and thistles along the way of the, on the journey that we're going through. And yes, we might even be pricked by some. Because we have someone that's going to come and, and say things and do things. But yet because we have already gone this path, we're leading someone else. There are some other things we learn in the process that we can detour. We can avoid some pitfalls. We can avoid some snares. But we cannot get there until we realize that we are who he says we are. So our topic again was, how? How? I said one more time. How can you be if you don't believe that you are? You are a leader. Yes, and even leaders have to follow. We have to be able to follow the Lord's ways and follow his thoughts and get all these other hurts and things out of our out of our system trying to always catch back up on things that happen to us we can't heal some of us are trying to catch up for things that people took from us when we were children we can't go back there we can never really live until we allow ourselves to let go totally let go if the lord says that uh Maybe you want a, a, a BMW and, and of the 7 Series, 700 Series, if they still make it, I don't know. And he says, no, I want you to drive a Volvo. But you still want what you want. Because it's in your mind, this image that you have to have that's going to make you secure. That you're the leader. They see you dress this certain way. You have to act this certain way. You have to talk this certain way. Be you. Because nobody else can beat you being you. If you want to show that you are a leader, follow the, uh, uh, the epitome of one. Christ humbled himself. Sometimes our humility means that we have to be humble in being who we are. Whether or not we, uh, as I say all the time, dot our I's correctly, cross our T's correctly, curl the C's or roll the R's. Or it's like someone else. Be you. Uh, I, I was born in South Carolina. I spent many years in Florida. Yes, and oftentimes I write much better than I speak. Because I might not always have the syntax in, in the proper <laughs> position. I might not uh, uh, have the participles correct. Sometimes it might be a present participle that should have been a past participle. I might not have the, the uh, uh, verbiage correct. The verb might be used as an adjective, and we know that's an adverb. But still, I might not use the right conjunction. I might not be using the correct form of be. But you know me when I show me. 
when I'm authentic and tell you that I have these problems, uh, uh, or maybe I've gotten so comfortable in a certain way because I'm reaching other people that don't need me to act as if I'm above them. They don't need to hear that. They already know and they want to learn from you. They want to see that can they get to where you are because you're the leader. When they can't feel you comfortable, they won't come to Christ. We have to know this. Because we have to get comfortable enough to go to Christ with everything, giving up all that we want, that we can get all that he wants for us. Oh, I thank you all so much for coming by and joining me. I thank you for being the awesome blessings of God that you are. I pray for you every day. I don't have to know you, and I said that. And uh, I'm to the point that even if I don't get the numbers, and I see it, I don't get them, but that's some, on some platforms I get more. But it doesn't matter because I'm going to continue to do what the Lord told me to do. And that's what I'm praying for you too. Because believe it or not, if he has you to do it, you're doing the right thing. And somebody's going to be blessed by it. I thank you for being you. I love you with all of my heart. I'm going to always tell you this. And in the same manner, I'm going to tell you this too. God loved you first. And he loved you best. God bless you. Good night.